Hello and welcome to Wild Vittles. On today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to cook Cajun sauce pequot. And that is kind of like a Cajun stew over rice. It's out of Hank Shaw's uh, Buck Buck Moose. Love it. Love Hank Shaw. Let me get started because this first part is going to take a little while. And I can do a little bit of talking, but I need to get some of these ingredients rolling. So what I'm starting with, and we're going to go through the, the show notes will have everything, of course. The, and look, I don't follow recipes exactly, because you know what? They're kind of like that pirate said in that one movie. They're more like guidelines. Um, recipes are guardrails and you are licensed if you're a good cook to deviate from time to time so let me toss this in here as i'm getting this melted <coughs> certain things make me cough when i cook isn't that funny but i've kind of jumped right into it what are you listening to this is wild vittles and if you're the first time here thank you for for uh for listening or watching because i do have content both on youtube and on audio only podcast, same same show, just uh, different view for different opportunities for folks. Why would you want to listen to this? I am not an expert, but I'm extremely experienced. I've been um, hunting for well over 30 years, been cooking for well over 25 years, and I've made lots of mistakes, but I've gotten to a point where I'm pretty d- damn good home cook, and I enjoy um, cooking while game. And the reason that I've got this podcast and the reason you should listen is, is that I want to help you be a better wild game cook. So first step in making Cajun Pequot is making a roux. Roux are a bit of a pain in the ass because you want to make sure that uh, you don't burn them. And you have to make sure that you get them. I've, I've been given a hard time by friends that are more familiar with Louisiana cuisine that you know my roux might be too blonde so let me quickly refer I've got I put in two-thirds of a cup of actually mine was bacon up bacon fat uh, you can do lard and you can do peanut oil and now I'm going to put in three quarters of a cups of all-purpose flour let me get this here we're going to put three quarters of scoops. I got a quarter scoop. Rounded it off. There's one. There's two. There is three. All right. We're going to stick this flour off the side and I think I look like I've been baking. Pun intended using baking fat. So the work that you got to do up front on this roux is to mix in essentially this either oil or fat, I'm using fat, with the flour. Starts out about the color of peanut butter. And that's what it's actually looking like. And we need to get it to, let me, let me see how, what words Hank chose. We want it to get to the turn of the color it needs to get to the color of chocolate. 
and that will take some time. So, Alexa, set a timer for 15 minutes. Good evening, Chris. 15 minutes, starting now. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear Alexa, but I was um, playing with controls, and I accidentally turned her to Australian woman. And so I expect her to say blimey at any point in time. All right, this is moving. And you kind of have to keep stirring it to make sure it doesn't burn because you could go from beautiful peanut butter to chocolate to, oh my God, it's burnt, smelly, and you got to start over. You know, I've seen there are roux that you can just buy in a jar, but I have not figured them out yet because they come in that jar and it's like hard. And I don't understand how I'm supposed to get that out and make that do what it needs to do, if that makes sense. So while this is going, I just remembered I'm supposed to also boil and then simmer, I think six cups of water. Start flour, yes, six cups of water. I meant to do that before I hit go in the video. So what I think I'm gonna do is I'm going to pause the video so you don't watch 15 minutes of stirring and then we're going to start off with the, the next component but what all needs to happen is this roux needs to get to the appropriate color and this is the base of your your dish kind of like you know we're doing a roux like you would a gumbo and this is kind of a meat gumbo and it's a wonderful kind of tomato based saucy meat dish that you can serve over rice one of the things I like about this is too is it freezes extremely well it's great leftovers and it uses my roasts and some of the other cuts that I'd want to cut up so today I'm going to be using a football roast and I needed a little more weight because it calls for three pounds and it's a whitetail football roast and I added in uh, an eye of round from the same buck actually from 2022 I'm still kind of whittling down the last of my deer from 2022 so I will I'm gonna I'm gonna fade to black I'm gonna let this continue to cook and when we come back hopefully it is a beautiful chocolate color all right well we're back and as you can see I think my, my camera didn't my overhead camera wasn't working on the first one so you didn't get an overhead shot of what the peanut butter looking roux looked like but now I do have a chocolatey looking roux that you should be able to see. Yeah, you can see that. So I'm in the process of a boiling, boiling water and chopping up my meat. And so let's see, when the roux is ready, I'm gonna add the onions, the celery and the green peppers, stir to combine and turn the heat to medium high. And I'm gonna cook that until everything's salt, uh, soft. And I'm gonna put in some uh, Salt, stir in garlic, Cajun seasoning, tomato paste, then we're going to drop the heat to medium cooking a little bit. So that is where we're at now. So I actually had to take the roux, because the roux takes a lot of stirring or it's going to burn, I've got to get it back up to heat. Now, I think we're getting close. Oh, got a little spatter on my finger there. And so what I've, I've got, I know this looks like just um, celery on top, but it's actually celery it's a cup of celery a cup of chopped green peppers and two cups of chopped onions 
you'll see that as I get it in. And that kind of stops the roux from cooking any further. And this, if you're not familiar with Louisiana Cajun cooking, is the Holy Trinity. So we're getting all of that coated with the roux. We're going to let that cook just for just a few minutes. While that's happening, I'm cutting um, this whitetail roast. I've already got the eye around down into small pieces. So, you know, I like to do, you know, I don't know, what is that? Half inch, a little less than half inch size pieces. They're going to cook down, but it needs to be a fine. This is not a chunky stew. It's more of a refined dish than that. So we'll see if that's good. We're going to mix that in. I'm going to get the tomato paste. I don't know if I explained or not, but the water had to boil and then, hopefully it comes out, and then um, then you simmer it. And the trick is, is you want that water to be not cold when you put it into the roux. I've seen tomato paste where they put it in a, like a toothpaste tube. Right now I would love that. Because... Ooh, I about flipped that out. You almost saw that come plumb out. I'll do an instant replay if I can figure out how to do that. All right. Probably making people cringe when I do that on an enamel cast iron. But dadgummit, it's hard to get this off. I'm trying to get that tomato paste in there. I love tomato paste though. I love tomatoes. Tomato sauce, crushed tomatoes, all those things are just damn good. Alright, I need some garlic. This called for five. Called for five garlic cloves. Just a lot. One, come along with me kids. Two, three, four, keep away the vampires. Five, cuatro, cinco. All right, we're mixing that up. Oh, I need to stir in um, Cajun seasoning. Garlic, Cajun seasoning, tomato paste. Always good to refer back to your recipe because this is how we forget things. And then at the end, we go, damn, that doesn't taste right. It's looking really good, though. Now how much, how much? A tablespoon. 
Okay, um, pro tip, when it calls for something, I'm always like, maybe a little bit more would be better. This is some uh, Tony Saturies um, seasoning, and I was trying to get the normal Tony Saturies. I accidentally got the bold, which is like the hotter version of it. And I've had it in another dish already, and it was fine. So I think I'm good. So I'm going to put in a little extra, a dash. There we go. We're going to mix that in. We're letting this all cook. Oh, I think we better put it in the water pretty quick. It's really drying out on me. Okay, we're going to add a cup of red wine and a can of crushed tomatoes and then the hot water. So, also, pro tip, instead of having, now, unless you want to drink wine and have an open bottle, if you buy these little servings of bottles of wine, these are one cup, which is really awesome for cooking. So I keep some red and white on hand because there's a lot of recipes that call for one or the other of these. Oops. I'm getting, my headphones give me a fit. All right, red wine going in. I like the smell of red wine when cooking. All right, I feel like a little less pressure now because it was getting, the heat was getting high and it was drying out and I was worried it was gonna burn because there is a thin, and I mean thin line between just right and burnt. Oh, we're getting good color now. Between the red wine and the paste, the tomato paste, this is looking beautiful. I need my can opener. We're going to put in two cans. Two cans of crushed tomatoes. Juice and all. This makes a, a pretty big volume. Of liquid. Actually, I was thinking of these as being like stewed whole, and that's quite silly if I say juice and all because crushed is more like a tomato, almost like a tomato sauce. It's kind of a chunky tomato sauce. In, in, in. There's a little bit. Always hangs on to the can walls. Let me get the other one. Put in the second can. The recipe calls for one 28-ounce can. Well, I don't have those in my store, so I get two 15 ounces. So, and those among us that are really uptight are like, but Chris, that's two ounces too much. You can't have too much tomato sauce. So says I. I think anyway. Okay, we're gonna put the venison in. And then we're going to add the red wine, the can of crushed tomatoes, and the hot water, and the bay leaves. So I haven't done this exactly in order because I don't have the venison all cut up yet. Which got that sauce in. So I'm going to go ahead and put the water in. This is six cups of water that I boiled. And, you know, the reason we boiled it is so that 
get up to temperature and it doesn't cool down the dish. I'm going to mix this up and then we're going to let that heat up. And while it is, I'm going to finish cutting up my venison. Oh, that looks good. All right, I'm going to start because I got a plate full here. I'm going to go ahead and transfer some of this in to the pot. And this, you're going to see, I've done this before. This is going to make a very full pot. In fact, I'll need it to boil off a little bit later because it's going to come right up to the top. All right. Essentially, that meat is just going to cook in that hot liquid and it'll cook in there for a couple hours. I'm going to increase the temperature on that. All right, we've got all the meat in and it is damn full, like overflowing full right now. Last step in the recipe calls for bay leaves. So we're going to put in two as I would call them, well, that's not one, that's a very small one. I was going to say honking big. Since that was small, I'll put in three. Here's a, a good one. And we'll put in another small one. So, and you know, I say that bay leaves are like the baby in a king cake. You know, baby Jesus. And if you find it in my dish, it's like you found baby Jesus. Gives you something to look forward to. I do try to remove the bay leaves before I serve people, but you never know. And that way, it's it's a celebration if they accidentally get one. Also, I'm supposed to put um, some hot sauce in it. I've got a full Tabasco thing over there. This one's about out, so I'm going to go ahead and put some in. It's kind of a vinegary hot sauce, if you're not familiar, and I'm going to finish that one out. And I'll even put Tabasco on this, like, after... <coughs> well, it's vinegary... When you, um, when you go to eat it, I'll add more to taste. We're going to let this simmer for two hours. So we will come back um, when this is all done. And what you'll see is, is that this will get better as you put it up overnight as leftovers. It will freeze well, um, and it makes a great quantity. It used up three pounds of venison. And my goal isn't just use up venison. It's to make beautiful and wonderful meals with venison and that does that and this is taking those big you know muscle groups in the hind quarter essentially roasts and transforming them into a dish that could serve eight people I think 10 or 12 over rice and gives you kind of a taste of, of Cajun cooking and it is just absolutely exquisite so we'll be back after the summers thanks Hello and welcome back. So when we were last on, it was actually Sunday night, and I cooked this Cajun Pequot. Um, and now fast forward, this is Monday evening. I just got home from work. I quickly heated up a, uh, a pot of rice. I microwaved my Cajun Pequot. Uh, you could put it in a pot and heat it up, but you know, for kind of a bowl size, I think microwaves just fine. And what I have now is a beautiful, and I'm going to put this for the camera to see here, a beautiful bowl of Cajun Pequot sauce. Um, so I 
put about two cups into a large, it's kind of a pasta type bowl, a big heaping um, serving spoon full of white rice in the middle. I like to put a little Tabasco on it. And I've also got my Tony Saturis. This is um, hot Tony Saturis. But it's I've put enough in already that it's pretty hot. Um, but I like the Tabasco on there. I kind of had a Tabasco uh, jar that was almost out and kind of used everything else in there. And it's pretty hot. But I like to get just a little bit across the rice. And then a little bit in the sauce too. Because it's cold night. And I want this to warm me up. So it's piping hot. We're going to try it now. I like to mix a little bit of rice. <laughs> Tabasco makes me cough every time. Kind of like pizza sauce. I have this affliction <laughs> when I smell it. But it does not mean I don't like it. We're going to give it dry. And this has got rice, the sauce. It's um, you know small diced bits of... Um, white-tailed venison roast in it that have been like stewed for hours. So let's give it a try here. Mm. Mm. This is in my top 10 for sure. It's a great wintertime meal. You could do it in the summer, but I like this hardiness of it. It is kind of just meat and rice, although there's onions and peppers and green peppers in it you know they're kind of dissolved into the sauce so it's really kind of a tomato based stew kind of a cajun stew with rice but i'm a meat and potatoes kind of fella and that is right up my alley so you know it's going to make more than i can eat so i'm going to freeze and save for some other kind of cold days this winter highly recommend it i think it's it's a great recipe it does take a little bit of time. This thing took about three hours, all in all, and the roux is a bit of a chore to get right. But I think this is part of growing and getting better. So, you know, I hope my experience, and you kind of, if you walk, go back and watch uh, or listen, hopefully you can hear in my voice. I'm a little concerned as I was going through that because the roux looked like it was turning pretty fast, and I was worried it was going to get burnt. I don't taste that, so I was good. And when I went to put the, you know, the Holy Trinity, the onions, peppers, and celery in there, they were getting pretty dry. So I had to improvise and put some of that hot water that I had boiled uh, that was coming in later in there to kind of give it more sauciness. So improvise, use your intuition, uh, taste along the way. I did taste this to kind of say, is it hot enough, got enough salt, got enough pepper, got enough Tony Saturies in it. And it, come out, it came out pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. So Cajun Pequot sauce is a good disposition for a lot of your roasts. Um, if you have some that you're like, dude, I'm never getting around to thawing those roasts or things like that, I would do it. I wouldn't necessarily do a shank or any uh, shoulders or long cooks like that. I think those are better for slow cooker recipes. So this is more like football roasts, sirloins, um, eye round, things like that. But this recipe needs a lot of meat. So this is like three pounds. You could cut it in half do like a half serving because you know I had a big Dutch oven and that that dude was you know the enamel Dutch oven that dude was full so you could probably cut this in half and still have a, a great recipe again Hank Shaw's book I will uh, put it in the show notes with a link um, not a hard recipe highly recommend it hey if you think this is 
is going, well, give me a, a five-star rating. I'd really appreciate it on Wild Vittles Podcast. Um, leave a comment on the YouTube if you're watching there. Give me a thumbs up and subscribe. And on Instagram, on the Wild Vittles Podcast, reach out. Let me know. Show me what you're doing. And I'll post up you know, your, your cooking uh, creation that you're working on. So really appreciate y'all. I'm having a fun time doing this. I hope you enjoy it as well. Thank you and good night.